Welcome to JJ's podcast. If you caught episode one, I want to let you know you're a real one and you're greatly appreciated, especially to all the people that showed love and reached out and actually listened and gave me feedback and told me things that they liked and responded to the things that I was saying. That means a lot. And if you're tuned in for episode two and you haven't heard episode one, you need to click out of this one and go listen to that one. Thank you. <laughs> but I still appreciate you for even tuning into this one to see what I have going on. But I'm going to need you to click out now. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to throw out real quick that editing will not be as A1. I apologize. I'm still learning how to edit podcasts and everything that comes with doing a podcast. I'm still learning. And I also promise that my intros will not be as dry. Again, I'm still learning. I just have to throw it out there because people like to point out the obvious. They like to throw shade and they like to hate when it's clear that I'm very new. And this is only episode two. So it's more to come and it'll get better. Y'all just come along with me on this journey, this process, and you'll understand later. So last Tuesday, I celebrated my birthday. I turned 23. Yes, 23. 23 is very young, but to me, it feels old. To me, 23 is the age where it's no more games to be played. I got to get on it so that later in my 20s, everything can be set up perfectly and how I want it. So 23 is just the year of no games being played. I'm on it 100%. But that weekend... I celebrated my birthday. I had a little game night with friends. Then that Saturday, I had a couple of friends come over and we filmed a little bit of this podcast, which will be airing on this episode. And I'll play that audio later into this episode. But I just want to apologize in advance because <laughs> how I'm speaking right now and how I'm speaking in that audio, child, it was a mess. I got lit, extremely lit. And I'll go into detail and explain that later before I play that audio. But I just had to put that out there, y'all, because, woo, woo. <laughs> Episode two, end of the year, part two, things that I am sick of. Oh my goodness, y'all. It's a lot of things that I'm sick of. There's a lot of things that I'm fed up with. 2019 was just one of those years where a lot of strange things happened. I feel like it was more negative things that happened this year than positive things, which is extremely sad. I really don't know too many people that had an exciting 2019 year. But this specific topic in general it's just one that I know a lot of people going to feel me on this one. And it's shady people. I'm fed up with fake people. Those people that smile in your face but stab you in the back. Those people that cannot support you publicly. Oh, because of what they said about you privately. And I'm just sick of ungenuine people. I'm sick of fake friendships. I'm sick of putting more into friendships than I am receiving back. I'm sick of those friends that don't really support you and if they are supporting you it does not feel genuine it feels like they're just doing it just because so they don't have to hear your mouth or just because so there's no weird energy 
or vibes between the two of you. Um, Y'all, I'm just over it for real, for real. This year, like I said, 2019 was an eye opener and I feel like God definitely revealed the fakes. And child, it was crystal clear. It was crystal clear more than ever before and God had to reveal it in the most cutthroat, stab you through the back, straight through your, the heart way. At least I know for me, for me to just be like, wow, for me to get it, for me to truly get it, God had to, oh man, he had to show me in the worst way possible. Well, y'all, let's, let's get into it. And it gets deeper because this person in particular, birthday, is the week before mine. And this just isn't a random person. This is a person that I see often, I speak to often, and I've celebrated several birthdays with them before for their birthday. I had to pause real quick. I had to catch myself. This person did not tell me happy birthday. I didn't get a phone call. I didn't get a text. I didn't get a message on Instagram. I didn't get posted to the IG story. I didn't get nothing. I wasn't acknowledged. I just got a, I just seen that they watched my, um, my IG story. I was like, dang, for real. And I just goes to show that you have to be prepared for anybody to switch up on you at any given second. And that's the number one reason why I don't let people get close to me. Cause you never know people's true intentions And also the fact that people wake up every day with different feelings and emotions. And when God shows you in small ways who a person truly is, it's important to take that into consideration. And it's also important to take in consideration when someone warns you or tells you about how a person truly is and how they move. It's important to take that into consideration consideration at least take mental notes of what you've peeped and what you heard I was thrown off all the way but I wasn't too too surprised because this person was already moving funny during their birthday week and that's a whole nother story and I don't even want to get into that but I just had to put that out there that this person is not some random it's a person that I see often I speak to often They did not acknowledge me for my birthday now. Am I being petty? Am I wrong feeling some type of way? Please, please let me know. Please let me know. Am I being petty? How would you feel? Please let me know. How would you feel? Because I don't feel like I'm in the wrong at all. This, Like I said before, this is a person that I see often. I speak to very often. A person that I consider a friend. Real friends don't do that. Real friends are more excited about your birthday than you are. And for you to just peep through my story throughout the day at different hours and points and you still ain't say nothing. I'm sorry, but a person like that is dead to me. I will never speak to that person. I'm sorry. I don't I don't mess around like that. I don't I don't trust that. It's like what? Huh? 
That's how you moving? Oh. Okay. I definitely think there's three types of friendships. You have your real friends, the people you're just friends with, and you have your associates. And I feel like it's very important to know the difference between those three because it's a lot of people out here that's claiming that this person and that person is their real friend and it's their day one the whole time. These people are your associates. Baby, that's not your friend. These people don't even care about you. These people are telling this person and that person your business. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> Baby, that's not your friend. I'm telling you, it's a cold world out here. People are evil. Evil, evil, evil. I can't make this up. Even that story that happened at Clark Atlanta. This girl, 21 years old, in her senior year of college, killed her own friend. She went out sad and killed her own friend over a dude. Who does that? That's crazy. That was crazy to me, but it really didn't surprise me because that's how females are. Females get with certain guys and they just lose their mind. They lose all their brain cells. But I know that's something that she's going to regret for the rest of her life. You was in your senior year of college. Your senior year at 21. And a lot of people don't graduate college at 21. It takes them a minute. And I just, I can only imagine how her family feels and man, that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. You have to be careful in these streets and you got to know who your real friends are because people are sick. They're ill, <laughs> very ill. Next, that's going on my list of things that I am absolutely sick of. I'm sorry to all my H-Town people that are so ride or die for this city. Oh, y'all gonna be in y'all feelings about this one. But for those who are listening who are unaware, I am from Houston, born and raised here. I am over this city, y'all. I'm over it. I gotta go. Houston is not where it's at for me. Texas as a whole is huge, but Houston is small. But before I go in on this city, I'm going to try my best to highlight the good things about it. Okay? I'm going to try to be positive. I would say for starters, the cost of living is amazing compared to New York, D.C., because D.C. is pretty expensive. LA, of course, LA is, whew, LA is expensive and that's where I, I want to be. <laughs> so I appreciate Houston for the affordable cost of living. Uh, I would say if you live somewhere like a small town or you live or in any of one of those expensive places, Houston is definitely a place to come where you can live lavishly at an affordable price for sure. I would say the food here is amazing. It's the South. So that's 
what to be expected. There's a lot of good restaurants here. There's a lot of people who know how to cook. There's a lot of places, depending on what you're into, um, that serve really amazing quality food. I would say the nightlife. I know Atlanta has an amazing nightlife. I know Miami does as well. And I feel like Houston goes right along with that list. Houston's nightlife is the truth. For real, I can give it up to them with that. It's a lot of places that you can go in Houston, depending on how you feel, if you want to turn up or if you want to chill. And you can go and have an amazing time. So I can I can give Houston that. I guess I can give Houston that. Beyonce is from here. Hello. Houston has a lot of attractive people, men and women that live here. And I feel like Houston has the most attractive people out of everybody on the map. I can honestly say that Houston, because I've been other places and I'm just like, wow. Okay, Houston, you got it. (laughs) Houston has some of the most attractive people. Uh, I'm not lying, for real. Houston has some of the most attractive people. And shout out to Meg the Stallion. That's a prime example. Meg. Meg is from here. Meg is from here. We got Lizzo. (laughs) Even though Lizzo is not everyone's favorite right now, which is whack because I just feel like she's living her best life. She's doing her thing right now. She's enjoying the moment. (laughs) But what else? What else is good about Houston? The culture is different compared to other places. I don't feel like you can get this vibe, especially the music. There's no place like it. What else, y'all? I'm really trying to think. Because there's so much negative things that I hate about this city that's on the tip of my tongue that I cannot get out. <laughs> the positive things, I know. That's bad. But, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, I mean, the level of crime, it's not really that bad. Like We have crime, but it's not outrageous compared to places like Chicago, right? Um, I feel like it's a good place to start a family. Um, Yeah, I really don't know. I really don't know what else is good about Houston. I feel like I highlighted the important things, but if there's something different, y'all can reach out to me and let me know. All y'all people that love Houston, y'all so ride or die for this city, Let me know. Let me know what I'm missing or things that I should know that are great about Houston. Let me know. Now, what irritates me the most about Houston is the lack of support within the city. I feel like it has got to change. People are so hateful and envious in this city for no reason. And I feel like it's really whack and it sucks. And I'll break it down to you right now of how Houston works. There's a lot of creative people here. I would say a lot of real life geniuses who live here in this city who are not given the recognition or support that they deserve. And it's mainly because, how could I put it? I would say if this certain person or people who I guess you could say has a lot of clout within the city or who know a lot of people within the city 
aren't riding the wave that you're on, people will just pass you up. People will not acknowledge you. People will not try to support you. People will not try to understand your vision, see what you have going on. People will just ignore you. But the minute that these people or that person starts riding the wave that you're on, all those people who passed you up, who did not give you a chance, who did not support you, will start acting like they've been there from the jump. They will start acting like they've been a part of your process since day one. They'll start acting like they knew you from way back when. They'll try to support you endlessly, but the support will not be genuine. They're just doing it because they want to be known. They want to be known in the city. They want attention. They want to feel like they're a part of something. It's, that is so whack to me, and I just cannot stand that. And some people in the city won't even support you because it's you, because they don't like you, or because they heard this and that about you, but never took time out to get to know you as a person or to find out whatever they heard was true. It's just, I feel like it's just petty, and I feel like we're all grown and I just feel like that's why a lot of people go to Atlanta and they thrive because people in Atlanta, they get it. And they're about their money. They're about their business. They don't have time for that. You know what I'm saying? And that's why a lot of people go to that city. And even L.A., that's why a lot of people thug it out and move to L.A., no matter how expensive it is, because they know there's a lot of creatives in L.A. And people in L.A., they don't got time for that. For one, rent is too high. People in LA, they're going to try to hear your vision. They'll try to help you. They'll connect you to this person and that person. They don't have time for that. They don't have games. Like I said, rent is due. <laughs> rent is due. They don't got time to be messing around like that. And I would say Houston has got to do better with the support. I feel like that's why a lot of people move out of this city. They do all that they can in the city and then they move out and then they pop off. Things really happen for them. And I feel like I know a lot of people like that who did all that they can do in Houston. And once they moved out of the city, things started happening like that. And I don't and I feel like that's terrible. I feel like you shouldn't have to move out of your city to get recognition or support, but I guess it just be like that sometimes, and it is what it is, but I feel like Houston has got to do better. I feel like a lot of people in this city, they just want to be seen. Nobody really wants, well, I'm not going to say that, but I just feel like a lot of people here want to be seen, and I feel like it's just more to life than that. Like it's really more to life than wanting to be known press for attention, press to be a part of the circle, press for this, press for that. It's definitely more to life than that. And I feel like a lot of people in Houston are beyond closed-minded. And that's a fact. There's a lot of people in Houston who are just closed-minded and have negative mindsets. And I cannot take that. I'm just like, wow. I feel very bad for people like that. And for instance, even with this podcast, I feel like Houston has a lot of people that just talk for no reason. They just talk and talk and talk. There's a lot of people who reached out to me for this podcast and was like, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it. And was like asking me questions over and over again. But 
the day that it came for me to film the podcast, these people were ghosts. Baby, I don't play those games. If you come at me, you need to stand on every word that you say. Don't just be talking to me just to talk and then the day of you're not even really about it. You was just playing. Don't do that. I'm one of those people that will cut you off so quick. (laughs) I have an extremely low tolerance for BS. And a lot of people in Houston are just never serious. A lot of people, like I said before, they just do stuff when it's convenient for them. People want clout and no money. And if you follow people from Houston Twitter, Houston IG, you'll see it. I don't know if other cities are like this, but Houston, for sure, it's like people just want attention. Like, this is an attention-seeking city. They want attention, but no money. And a lot of people here act like they're more than what they are. And it's weird. It's like, huh? Like, I'm confused. I truly am confused. There's people who put on this front and act a certain way on social media, and then in person, it's a whole nother story. So that confuses me a lot with Houston. (laughs) Houston is just, it's one of those cities, y'all. Y'all just got to be here. But to all my Houston people who are born and raised here from here, you've been living in this city for a minute, you, you understand what I'm talking about. You know exactly where I'm coming from. All the way. And a lot of people aren't very realistic when it comes to social media. And by that, I mean, for instance, I follow people who only post the accomplishments, only post the vacations, only post the outings with friends, only post basically the positive and the good things about their life. I feel like if you can put it all out there and post those type of things, you can also balance it out with realness by posting the bad days, the unfortunate things, the not so great things that happen in your life. But I also follow people who do both. They they post the good things and they post the bad things. But for me, I'm one of those people that you got to figure out (laughs) because I definitely do not put it all out there. I'm not a personal person whatsoever on social media. I've never been. I don't know if I'll ever be like that. Basically just use social media for the fun of it, as far as like funny videos, um, the tea, (laughs) the gossip, uh, things such as clothing, lifestyle, travel, makeup, food, just little things like that. Like I'm like I said, I'm never personal. I'm never gonna put it all out there. I've never been that person. I don't know if I ever will be that person. But I just feel like it's a lot of people who are out there just putting on this front like their life is perfect when it's not. And that could really affect a lot of people. Like some people who who see that they may feel like, dang, like I'm not doing a lot of, I'm not doing enough in life. Cause I've definitely seen things like that on social media at a point in time where I felt like, dang, like this person is doing that. That person is on this, like, dang, like nothing really popping off for me like that. Or when is it going to happen for me like that? I've definitely had times 
where I've gone on social media and I felt like that. And then I had to realize like a lot of this stuff is over-exaggerated. A lot of this stuff is just fake. It's fake. People will portray the perfect life on social media when their life is the complete opposite. That's why you got to live your life for you and everybody life. It's on different timing, pretty much. I feel like that's why you can't always say this person life is goals and this is goals and that is goals because you never really know the full detail and extent that's really going on in that person's life because people only choose to post what they want put out there and what they don't put out there. So I feel like you just got to live your life the best way that you can and do all the things that make you happy. You cannot sit on social media and fantasize and glorify other people's lives because you don't know. You don't know the real tea. You don't know the real tea, what's going on in their life. People can put anything out there and it can be portrayed any type of way. So moving on to the next year, all those people who love social media will do anything for social media. Try taking a social media break, maybe the first six months. Maybe if that's too much, take a month off social media. Take two months off social media. I greatly encourage that to anybody. Maybe if you're not even that obsessed with social media, but you get on there enough, still, like, truly just take a break. Take a break from it and just really live life and really live in the moment. Because I feel like a lot of us, we don't live in the moment. We're so quick to post certain things on shows, on social media instead of just living in the moment. Last night, December 18th, 2019, we took a major win. Donald. Donald, how you feeling today? How you feeling this morning? Sir, you talked all this mess, make America great again. Sir, why did they impeach you? Child, they didn't got him. They impeached him. Donald. Donald. How you feeling? <laughs> they didn't do Obama like that. No, they didn't. I am all here for the posts that I've been seeing. Uh, people just reposting Donald Trump getting uh, getting impeached. I'm here for the gifts. I'm here for the memes. I'm here for it all. But there's a lot of people who posted that who did not have the correct knowledge on what impeachment means. Okay? Now, I don't know much about politics. I don't know much about all that stuff, but I do know a little something and I can educate you a little bit, just a tad bit, because there was a lot of y'all who posted that and was like thinking that Donald Trump was completely out of office, that he was no longer the president and that we were going to have a new president the next day or the next following week. And honey, child, it does not work like that. He got impeached, so it does have to go through the Senate and the Senate actually makes the final decision far as if Donald Trump is going to no longer be the president or he can no longer run for presidency. And um, honestly, I don't think those people are going to get rid of Donald Trump, but it was 
a start to somewhere because I watched that debate and those white people were fed up like never before. And I was like, where was the same energy in the beginning? Y'all let him get way in too deep before y'all decided, oh, let me impeach him, you know? But yes, he's still the president. Yes, it does have to go through the Senate. But us as young people and older people and all the people who are against Donald Trump, you have to get out and vote. It's very important to go out and vote so this man cannot get reelected. But I honestly feel like the white people and his supporters, because there's some black people who support this man, which is really disturbing. And there's other people who aren't black and who aren't white, who are of another race who supports him. And I'm very confused on that. But I feel like these people are undefeated. The people who support Donald Trump are undefeated. They're crazy. They're ill. And I feel like they was already plotting last night on what they about to do and how they about to come. So all of us have to get together and make sure that this man will no longer become president. Okay? Do y'all hear me? To all my people, once again, impeachment does not mean that Donald Trump is completely out of there. It has to go through the Senate. Okay. Thank you. I feel like I feel like the people who support Donald Trump are ill. They're crazy. They're insane. They will do anything to keep this man in office. I don't know what it is. He's done so much. He said so many dumb things. He lacks He clearly lacks everything that it means to be a president of the United States. But these people love him and adore him. I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. I, I, I honestly don't get it. But like I said before, get out and vote. It don't matter how long those lines are. It don't matter what the weather's looking like. Get out there and vote. Okay. Get out there and vote because it is so important because a lot of us complained about Donald, this whole presidency and did all this stuff. And child, most of most of y'all didn't even go out and vote and register and do the things that needed to be done. So this could have been prevented. So get out and vote because as you can see, it's very important. It's very important. I remember watching Donald Trump. He had a reality show. It was like a game show or something. So I was shocked how he even got to run for president. And then he actually became the president. It was like, you came from reality and Hollywood and all this extra stuff. And now like you're the president. That's how I knew the world was like close to ending and like everything was a joke. (laughs) Pretty much when that happened, I was just like, okay. Anything is possible. Like, if there's anything you want to do in life, it is possible. Because they let this man run for president. And then he actually won. So, all I got to say is, Donald, they didn't do Obama like that. (laughs) He loves to talk about Obama all the time. Obama just be sitting back, laid up in the cut, minding his business peacefully, living his best life. 
glad that he is no longer in that house stressing, you know, and he loves to blame Obama for this and Obama for that. But let me tell you, they never impeached Obama. And it was never brought to light that they should impeach Obama, even though they gave him a lot of problems and issues. But he never got impeached, Donald. You're doing something wrong, Donald. You on Twitter talking all this mess, you posting gifts and memes. Get it together, Donald. I cannot leave this off of the podcast. I just had to speak on it and share my insight on it. But, and it's still an extremely sad story. The saddest thing that happened, saddest and most caught off guard thing that happened this year, and it's Nipsey Hussle. I cannot make this up. This story still like creeps me out and just how everything went down still is just like brings chills. But I have the exact date and time in my phone, in my notes section. And it was this night in particular, I could not sleep. I could not sleep. And usually I go to sleep early. This night I stayed up all night till 6 a.m. 6 a.m. I stayed up and I was listening to Nipsey Hussle's last album. And I swear I could relate to everything on majority of those songs, especially during that time that I was listening to it because it was a lot of stuff that was going on. So I was like saving like lyrics and like little things in my notes section because I was going to post this picture. And then, and not only that, I was just saving it because it was like, dang, like I could really relate to what this man is saying. So I stayed up all night. And I was just listening. So I stayed up all night listening to his album, listening to other projects that he put out. And so the next day I am beyond exhausted because I stayed up all night. So I slept that whole day pretty much. And I woke up around six. I woke up around six and I got on Instagram and the first post that was up, it was like the shade room. And so I love to read comments on pretty much everything and especially the, the shade room comments because depending on the post, those comments be juicy. <laughs> All the tea is in there. So as I was reading the comments, I seen someone post it. So y'all not going to post about Nipsey getting shot. And then I seen somebody else post Nipsey question mark, question mark, question mark. And then somebody else said something about Nipsey and I was like what and then so I got on Twitter immediately because Twitter always has everything instantly I get on Twitter as soon as I get on Twitter I see that video of Nipsey on that ground then I seen the video of Lauren running in the hospital. Now, the fact that that was even recorded and then posted, it was like, that was just extremely distasteful and it could have been kept away. It should not have been put on social media whatsoever, but that's how people are in today's world. But anyways, yeah, it was so ironic how everything happened. And even still to this day, I'm still creeped out 
Like I was just listening to this man and then wake up the next day and then he's gone. And Nipsey was just such an overall good person. And what I loved about him the most was he wasn't like the rest of these men in the industry who rap. He was not exploiting women in videos, talking bad about women, talking about pointless things that a lot of these rappers talk about. He wasn't glorifying, doing drugs, popping pills, sipping lean, or doing anything weird like that. Like he had a real message and a meaning about his music. And I love the way he moved just as a person, a man. And a lot of guys today are not like that. They're not built like that. So I feel for Lauren. And Lauren is a Sagittarius like me. So I already know that she is distraught completely to find your person and then to lose them in the way that, like I said, the way that Nipsey went out was just not right. And he was so close to his family, so close to his friends. He meant a lot to everyone in LA. I felt like Nipsey was so slept on, but like I said, the people in LA knew what it was. They knew what it was. I actually went to LA in July and I visited Crenshaw and I visited the store and it was just so sad, but the love was there like in every part of LA. No matter where I went in LA, you seen pictures of Nipsey on billboards, you seen paintings as you was passing by walking down the street, you heard music from people's cars. Even if you was in the car, you heard people's music playing Nipsey. The first night that I landed in LA when I went to my Airbnb, it was like a little club or something outside of my uh outside of my Airbnb when I was on the balcony and there was blasting Nipsey. My first night in LA, they was blasting Nipsey's music. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow. Like he really meant a lot to that city and you felt the energy everywhere you went. He was such a good person. I feel like that's just so terrible how he went out. And I seen Lauren, she just recently she just recently released like what was it like a clothing a clothing item for Nipsey or something like that and she had a photo shoot at the same spot where they did that photo shoot when it was on a horse and it was like in Crenshaw and she did she redid the photo shoot and I was like oh my gosh you can feel her energy through those pictures that haircut alone tells a lot when a woman cuts her hair or dyes her hair, especially a woman who's known for having one certain look and she drastically changes her look, that means a lot. And you can feel the sadness. You can see it all over her face. She even looks like she has lost some weight too. I was like, oh, I can only imagine his kids, all the people who knew him and loved him personally is just... Woo, I cannot believe it. It's still weird. Like, even right now, speaking about it, it's just like, ooh, that's deep. That's deep, because he had real, like, if you, I, I don't know if you listen to Nipsey or not, but I encourage anyone listening to really go listen to Nipsey's music, and because he was really speaking a lot of things that a lot of people need to hear in his music. And then the fact that he died in his own hood. He died 
on Crenshaw in that parking lot. And he used to sell CDs out of that parking lot. And then he ended up buying that lot and owning that store. I remember watching the documentary and just the little videos that he had on YouTube about like the start of that and how they got started. And man, I'm just like, still talking about it is just crazy because it's like, dang, that's so sad. That was like the saddest story of 2019. So early into the year, he was really this generation's Tupac. And me going to L.A., I seen that. And I felt that energy. And so, that's all I got to say about that, y'all. I just cannot believe that. I had to speak on Nipsey because it's the end of the year. We only got, what, two two or three weeks left. And then it's 2020. So, I had to speak on Mr. Nipsey. So, R.I.P. to Nipsey. R.I.P. There's a lot of things that I am sick of, that I am fed up with. I can go all day, y'all. I really can. I really just tried to highlight like the main things and give y'all like a rundown of a couple of things. Because I didn't want to make the podcast too, too long. But to anybody that you felt like you lost yourself this year, you lost who you was as a person, you lost friendships, People, God revealed the fakes. <laughs> um, people passed away in your life this year, or any other unfortunate, not so great things that happened to you this year. I can honestly say that I feel that 2020 has got to be the year for everybody. I feel like 2020 is going to bring a lot of positive things, a lot of happy things, a lot of joy, a lot of inner peace. I feel like 2020, God is truly unlocking that next level of life for everyone. It's 2020. Like that is some futuristic type stuff right there. That is like the beginning of like a new era, like 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, and so on. Like that is futuristic like something good has to come out of 2020 like we made it to 2020 there's a lot of people who did not make it to 2020 juice world he literally just passed away last week or the week before i think at such a young age he did not get the chance to make it to 2020 he was so close so If you had a bad year or anything, just be grateful to be alive. Be grateful to still have your loved ones. Be grateful for the people who did not switch up, who stayed solid. That's like the best advice that I can give you is to just think positive. Think positive. Think positive things for 2020. Speak it. Claim it. And just put it out into the universe. Because I feel deeply that. 2020 will be a great year. I really do. I just want to close out this podcast by playing that audio. Remember the audio that I talked about in the beginning? I recorded with a couple of friends. We did the podcast, y'all. And it did not go 
<laughs> it did not go as planned at all. I was supposed to record this podcast around 7 o'clock. It was supposed to be something, you know, real quick, real simple. And then I was supposed to go out. We did not end up recording this podcast till around 10.30, what, 11. And in between that time, we had got a bottle. We had got a bottle of, what was it, Crown? And me, I only like wine. I cannot do hard liquor anymore. I just cannot do it. I'm a very tiny little person. So that took me all the way out. I was lit. I was saying straight like that, that part, period. I was not getting my thoughts out clearly. I couldn't engage the way I wanted to engage. I couldn't tap into what I really wanted to tap into because child, the liquor took over. You know, black people just run on CP time and I didn't got faded. And even if I wanted to like keep going and do the podcast, um, do more of it, I couldn't because it just took me out. That crown apple took me out and I was drinking it we was taking it like straight like just shots it took me out all the way so I just want to apologize because the way how I spoke in this podcast throughout all these little clips that you heard me speaking and the way I'm speaking and during that it's like a completely different person but I'm gonna play it for y'all I'm gonna let y'all listen but Shout out to, you know, my guests that I had on there. Shout out to y'all for being a part of it. And I'm going to let y'all get into it. Introduce themselves. Hey, y'all. I'm Sydney from Houston. Um, You can follow me on Instagram at HeySyd. That's H-E-Y-S-Y-D underscore underscore. What's up, everybody? I'm Nick. I'm from Houston. Uh, you can also follow me at Twitter. I mean, <clears throat> follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Slick Nick. Uh, Instagram S L I C N I C K K, and then two Ks should be right here. Oh. What's going on, with child, bro? Is he make the official? <laughs> no cuz he make the official. And we here on JJ podcast with some shit about to go down. All the way, motherfucking down. Let's go, man. Period. Come on. So what are we talking about? Today we get into relationships. Why the fuck do men cheat? Hello, Zach. I ain't Nick, never cheated in my life. I'm answer innocent. it right now. I'm an innocent bystander. Innocent? Innocent until proven innocent, guilty. Innocent, Zach? To proven guilty? Yes. It's Let's let Nick answer. answer that because he's an expert with the ladies. Give him the rundown. Give it, Nick. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't never cheated. Uh, he ain't never cheated, but he but was. Look, a look, hoe. look, look! I can't talk for every every man out there. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody had their own reason to cheating. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to flip it on women, but at the same time, women had their reason for cheating too. Like it could just be that man ain't happy with who he with or what's going on in his relationship, and you know what I'm saying that that causing him to do. You know what I'm saying? He do his dirt or however he wanna go about it. But I'm not gonna say cheating is right. No, it's not. But everybody has their own reason to. I can't speak for every man out there. I can only speak for myself. So you know 
But what if you being a ride or die bitch? Like, why do men still cheat on the women that's doing everything for them? I can say this. As a former ride or die bitch, um, (laughs) I can tell you it don't matter what you do for the man. It don't matter whether or not you take him to work and pick him up every day. It don't matter whether you buy his haircuts, make him a meal, wash his clothes. That part. It don't matter. Like, if a man wants to cheat, he gonna do it. He's gonna do it. Regardless. Regardless. But why? Do y'all feel like that? Because y'all gotta be us for a second. Y'all don't ever think y'all lacking uh, like other places? Like y'all don't think y'all... If that's the case. anything. If that's the case. Look, just because y'all buying us, like, or helping us do this, helping us do that, that don't mean... Agreed. Mean you y'all. have you have other needs that need yeah, to be fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if if as a man, like I feel like you should be able to communicate. We're grown. And if it's something that you feel that you are needing for me that I'm not giving to you, then I need you to let me know. Like I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> like it's wait, hold on. Y'all y'all say that. Y'all say that, but child to be the main one that don't communicate. I mean, no, I, Zach. I, I, Zach I, I communicate. Zach. I, I love. Come on, I, hold on. I love to talk, so I, I, I want to talk. Like that's the whole purpose. So you feel like women don't communicate, which they don't communicate in our way. Since they always want to be us, like they never communicate in our way to help us. I don't. Understand. I don't think. I don't think it's that we want to be all. I think we. I think we enjoy being the women and the emotional beings that we are. But I feel like sometimes it just. It's just like talking to a brick wall when you're trying to explain what you need to a man. Like it's like yeah, you like they they try to fight. Yeah, it just or, it's or just they just don't really care to do it, or yeah. they. It's you know. just how y'all come off though. Like y'all sometimes come off of the situation is like on some. Hockey shit, like, like, and it's just like, okay, when we say, okay, when we say we want to talk about some shit that ain't that ain't working, I just feel like a female just get like on some like what, like, bitch, I do everything for you, like type shit, like, he just get on some cocky shit, like throwing your face, yeah, like, like throwing your face okay. type shit. I, I see where you're coming from with that. I I really think it just depends on like the t- the type of woman that you're dealing with because I mean. If she feels like she has like the the meat of the relationship, then I mean I don't know. Like what what are you lacking in that's making her take on both roles? I feel like I feel like it, it goes on both roles, probably play both. It's like it's it's both parts. And why I say that is because I mean you gotta make your girl have a reason to be with you, you know what I'm saying? You gotta make her feel like, this is my nigga, like this is why I'm with this man. And then at the same time, she gotta do the same thing. She gotta make his, he gotta, she gotta make him feel confident. Okay, but what if a woman is doing all of that? What if a woman is doing all that, but the nigga is still choosing okay, to still do choosing his thing? Then you just need to leave that nigga yeah, there. If you know that at the end of the day, you know that you're doing something for. That's, that's, that's but what if she's been so blind to it? Like it could go blind. It goes both ways. I'm not gonna say that it don't work. It's just in all women's favor. But like I said, if if you feel like that way, if you feeling that way, then you should already know. Like at the same time, it's up to you to be a grown woman and, and figure out like what's my limit. Like okay, I'm not gonna allow him to run over me. I'm not gonna allow him to keep stepping over me. But why did nigga do it? The same way a woman would do it. Like life is life. Like we can't act like we can't act like 
women on like men only cheat. Women I, cheat I really think I really think it has to just do with like your mental. I don't think it has to do with it being a gender thing. I don't think it has to do with being oh why do men do it or why do women do it. I think it just kind of depends on like how you hold on how you were like how you were raised, what your beliefs are, what like I feel like it's more of a a, your nature type of thing rather than like something that's like male or female or like zodiac sign or like I think it's more of what's on the inner. So like people who cheat, I feel like maybe they have some type of inner issues. Yeah, like maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. they've been neglected, you know, as a child, or like maybe, you know, they have abandonment issues, or maybe like they never experienced love. So when they do get love, they're trying to push that person away. And maybe that's what it is. I asked my ex. I was like, what what is the what is it? What is the the, the like the, the most like what what didn't I give you? And she said attention, but I was always in the motherfucking face. Like I don't. I, don't, I feel I, like you were, so she made that shit up. Yeah, so period. I, I'm trying to figure out like attention, like what? How much attention do y'all need? Like, like, I feel like you talked about like her a lot. Like, I'm just asking. I feel like she was probably already gone. I don't <laughs> think it's nothing. I, honestly, if she, if you have been in her face and y'all spend like yes. every day together and you know it's not that's what's lacking, like it's probably something else. But she just don't want to say. Well, like she probably it. has already saying. moved on. Like she was already moved on. So, so she's she just like, well, she. I keep telling you to take out the trash, but you. But then again, but like, then again, it, it plays a part in how women look at it. How women look at it. attention, like. What type of woman? Like, what? What does she? What does she take as far as attention wise? You know what I'm saying? Like, for her, she could mean attention, mean like being more intimate. You know what I'm saying? Just because you in somebody's face every day, I can stay with somebody. I can stay with somebody every day and not be intimate with her. You know what I'm saying? So that's what a lot of women can mean intimacy and not understand how to say it. That she could say, "I need attention," but really, she want you know what I'm saying? She wants you to be more intimate with her. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easy to be in somebody's face. I could be in somebody's face every day. What's up, baby? Like, what's up? They go to sleep on her, but when you're not showing her that yeah, I'm about to like, tell you right now. You know what I'm saying? Taking on dates, being with her at home. You know what I'm saying? Rubbing her feet, kissing on her, loving her. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of shit they look for. So you know what I'm saying? She might put that into a whole thing of attention, but at the same time, you know what she really mean. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is, bro. Women just want to be loved on, cared on, and that's what it is. We already talked about that. Emotions, bro. That's what they want. So if you make them feel like they want it, you know what I'm saying? You care about them. You ain't gotta worry about the attention part. Okay, but how do you feel about dating in this generation? I don't feel like we fucked up. Period. That part. We fucked up. And and I blame all the way. I I blame the older. I I really blame like our parents. I really blame Why? Because I grew up in like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't trying to blame my business out there. I grew up like, mama had uh, four different uh, baby daddies. She had four different baby daddies. So we grew up like, with different men in the house and all that shit. So it's like, when I look, like when I go out into the world, just like, okay, well she had these different men, like da 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 da, I guess it's the same on me. I can have her, 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 and her. Like, and, and then like, she used to like, always stay, like stick around with people that just not good for her. And it just like, that shit rubs off on us. Damn. It's crazy, but it, it happened like that. Yikes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking the older generation yeah, I, had it better. Like we're not the first generation to cheat and lie. And I know, but that. I'm thinking like it was more easier. 
for them. Okay, say what you got to say. Then. I just feel like every generation was doing the same thing. It's nothing new. You're right. You're right. But it's like, I feel like it's, I feel like it's like next level. New. Like nobody it's takes new. anything serious. Yeah, social media, yeah, social media is, plays a big part right, in everything. I feel like everybody one. just be it's on their new. own. It's like, yeah, Even true. People, 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 people was shooting back. had a whole family down the block. Like this is nothing new. Period. It's nothing new. But I feel like dating in this generation is trash. It's pointless. Nobody takes anything serious at all. Everybody want their cake and their motherfucking ice cream at the same time. Exactly. Because everybody have like secret motives. Mr. Nick on shirt. Even the mic. Like I'ma do what I want to do. Like let me do what I want to do. I'ma do my own thing. You do your own thing. But then, like in reality, it don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? We try to live our lives off social media when we know that's not how it go. Like you know what I'm saying? If you really like somebody, you really care somebody, care about somebody, you really want to fuck with somebody. You know what I'm saying? You do that. But social media tell you to fuck with that person, but at the same time, do you at the same time? You know what I'm saying? Like do what you want to do. And they gonna do what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? And that's what but I'm social media always will also portrays everybody's relationship to be perfect when it's really not. Niggas be foul, cheating, posting their girl, but still be in your home girl DMs, your DMs, your sister DMs, your cousin DMs, your auntie DMs, and your mama DMs. Period. Straight like that. So Niggas are hoes. Do you believe in dating multiple people at one time, though? Like, do you believe in. Like just dating, not being in a relationship with. I feel like yeah, if you're dating, that's just normal. Like you just go on dates multiple people. You just try to like feel it out and like see like what, what's going on. Period. But I feel like once it gets serious, okay, you then you need to cut off one, two, and three, and then you know what I'm saying. But but I, you I, know I Zach, that, I think that you know. True. But well, you should have chose the other one. Or sometimes you should have chose that. Look, look, Zach, sometimes you should have chose the friend. You meet the friend later. <laughs> you didn't chose the wrong pal. <laughs> you take that L. You soak in it. I should have chosen. I should have chosen this goddamn. I should have chosen the cousin. Fuck the friend. <laughs> Shit, I should have chose the daddy. Mm. 